Hi, I'm Anil Rao. Will 5G change the world? Yes, it will, but uh, only when we treat 5G as more than just a radio upgrade for consumer mobile broadband and put 5G in the broader context of cloud and enterprise transformation. This is Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer that important question. But before we get into the 5G discussion, we like to take a moment to try to get to know our guests a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust questionnaire. Anil, are you ready for those? Indeed. All right. Question number one, what is your motto? Approach everything with the right attitude. Um, that's my motto, Sean. So positive attitude is everything in life and the mindset that there's a solution to everything when you put your mind and heart to it. It's just just powerful. And question number two, who are your heroes in real life? I'd say my parents and my kids. Um, they are a source of uh, immense inspiration day in and day out. Uh, on the one hand, it is humbling to know that the parents have uh, seen it all in life, faced all sorts of crises and uh, unseen happiness. But at the same time, treat every one of those moments with a sense of balance and gratitude. Um, and the kids, on the other hand, the fearlessness and the courage with which they go about living every moment um, and take no for an answer attitude you know, is quite powerful in daily life. In question number three, Anil, what is your greatest regret? Um, greatest, I, I don't have a lot of great regrets, Sean, but, um, you know, life has been very kind to me. But if there was one, um, it is, you know, as simple as, you know, wasted opportunities during youth, during my youth, when I could have learned to play some musical instrument or, or learned a foreign language. Uh, it's still not too late, I know. I just need to squeeze some time away for myself from, from the busy family life. So to start out uh, in our discussion, Anil, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about your new role at Oracle. I know that you're focused on OSS and orchestration for 5G, but maybe give us an idea of some of the larger goals that you and your colleagues are working towards. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm um, a senior director for product marketing and strategy in our Communications Applications Global Business Unit, or CACBU in short. Um, personally, I sort of wear two hats. Um, first um, is partnering with our products organization to enhance our market positioning and you know, all things product marketing, as well as work with our sales and pre-sales organizations to drive you know, sales enablement and, and go-to-market plans and so on. And secondly, um, uh, work closely with our products organization again to to mainly influence our product roadmaps, uh, partnership strategies, and uh, M&A strategies. Now, to your other question about you know the broader goals that we are looking at in our business unit. Now, within Kangbu, um, we are you know razor sharp, uh, razor focused on our goal to become the OSS market leader. And, and to be honest, not, not just in OSS, uh, it is our goal for our entire communications applications business unit. Um, we want to be the preferred telecom software applications partner for our service provider customers. And 
we are taking big strides in achieving that goal. Um, for example, we recently made an acquisition in the assurance and operations space to bolster our voices portfolio. We have made significant investments in bringing on board um, top talent right from the top. Um, and we, we continue to recruit massively in our OSS um, organization. We are also partnering with other Oracle business units to launch uh, what we call as the Oracle Industry Innovation Labs, with the first one in Chicago going live soon, followed by Reading in the UK later this year. Um, 5G and comms are at the heart of these labs, where we hope to offer some really cool real-world experiences uh, of cross-industry use cases, all underpinned by 5G. Uh, underpinned by 5G. Um, we have our own public cloud proposition, which is not news anymore, but it's, it's worth mentioning. Uh, the OCI cloud proposition backed by a massive engineering organization. We are also a platinum member of the Cloud Native Computing Foundation. Um, so in fact, only Oracle provides the communications expertise, um, you know, multi-industry experience, the application depth and breadth, um, as well as high-performance cloud technology. Um, now, I see it um, as you know, the combination of these capabilities as critical capabilities in the context of 5G, um, especially where service providers are looking to innovate rapidly for enterprises, industries, and consumers, um, as well as operate their infrastructure, networks, and services in an economically sustainable fashion. You mentioned your goal around becoming the OSS market leader. So maybe we can dig into operations a little bit more here. So as it relates to 5G, maybe lay out for us how, one, the approach to operations is different, and, and two, how it's uh, more dynamic in comparison to its predecessor generations of cellular. Sure, happy to. Um, so let me say up front that, the, that, that there are three keywords, and it's automation, automation, and automation. Um, 5G operations must be automation native by design. Um, why? Uh, let me explain. So there are two key differences in, in, in 5G uh, compared to the previous generations. First, um, network complexity. Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, if you look at the network network infrastructure um, that underpins 5G, we're seeing a major shift to cloud and SDN architecture. Um, if you look at the WAN, for example, we're seeing the disaggregation with the introduction of uh, software-defined control plane. The 5G core is being built using cloud-native computing technologies, such as containers and Kubernetes which can, by the way, be deployed in, in, in private or public cloud environments. We're seeing the proliferation of edge clouds, which enables CSPs to, to place compute and networking resources close to the point of consumption, um, both to support low latency as well as high bandwidth services. And finally, we are, we are seeing the emergence of virtual uh, RAN. So RAN is just starting its virtualization journey. So if you, Put all of these things together, you know, it's 
um, it's fair to say that the networks that underpin 5G are going to look massively different compared to the previous generations. And um, it's going to be immensely more complex uh, to, to manage and operate on a day-to-day basis. Second, um, uh, very uh, uh, closely related to the network complexity argument that I made is the service complexity, right? So 5G is expected to support uh, a whole array of services with um, diverse performance requirements. Um, yes, consumers can expect super fast mobile broadband, but, but really that's more of the same, isn't it? But 5G is also expected to offer you know, more customized um, enterprise-specific network services with performance characteristics unique to each enterprise, right? And this is where it starts to get interesting because enterprises present, you know, a, a whole raft of challenges, right? So they are increasingly becoming used to consuming IT services on demand, you know, think cloud and SaaS providers, for example. So the next frontier is really delivering the same level of, um, you know, on-demand cloud-like experiences for network services, right? And 5G allows this, right? So 5G network slicing, for example, um, you know, provides the same type of on-demand network service um, delivery, but then the complexity is going to be, you know, orders of magnitude more than the you know the box standard traditional voice and data services that 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 we've that that we've uh, consumed over the years. So by nature, um, the the new disruptions around network cloud, SDN, and network slicing are complex technologies that introduce high levels of operational complexity. So consequently. Um, uh, these technologies require a highly evolved automated operations uh, platform. Um, uh, so mainly to A, you know, abstract and manage these new complexities because it's it's going to be humanly impossible to do, to do it just by throwing more people at it or even just using the, the traditional uh, operations model that were really uh, deployed for you know pre five G networks where the expectations were were mainly consumer voice and data, so abstracting and managing these new complexities is uh, is is key. Um, exploiting the inherent benefits offered by these technologies is going to be critical as well, because you don't want to, as I said, uh, use um, old technology to to drive. Um, new 5G networks. It's, it's like retrofitting a, you know, a Ford engine into a Tesla. You don't want to do that. And, and thirdly, and most importantly, and, and this is really important, is that operators need to achieve sustainable operational economics, right? So they need to do all of the above that, that I explained without breaking the bank, right? So controlling OPEX is going to be critical to make 5G profitable and um, operations automation is, is, is going to make this possible. So given the complexity of the network and the services, not to mention this march towards zero-touch type operations and doing all of that in a sustainable way, 
Maybe you can sketch out for us some of the the strategies that you're seeing operators follow out in the real world. And um, I'm I'm kind of curious if you could make the distinction between one an operator that's making the initial move from 4G to 5G versus an operator that's a little more mature in 5G but is potentially deploying new sites uh, or even bringing complementary network infrastructure like edge compute nodes online. Right. Um- Interestingly, you know, for both of those themes that you bring up, um, even here, uh, we're seeing automation is a major theme, um, Sean. Um, the days of, you know, CSP spending billions in, you know, uh, massive money services contracts to roll out these sites, I believe are, are really numbered. Um, we're seeing a new wave of uh, automation solutions being adopted for what is you know predominantly been a manual activity right so requiring repeated site visits um, many times in even dangerous terrains um, so CTOs are are now insisting on a you know automate everything that can be automated sort of an approach um, for example we're seeing the mainstreaming of uh, zero touch provisioning for rollout of 5G and and edge cloud locations. Um, uh, specifically, automated solutions are being employed to uh, remotely configure cell site routers. So you're sort of limiting the number of visits um, to the location um, and everything else sort of happens uh, remotely and automatically. Um, We are also seeing the early signs of the use of digital twin concept for um, digitalization of cell sites. So once you have digitally modeled the entire cell site, you know, perhaps using a, you know, using high-def cameras mounted on a drone, for example, um, you can then combine that with other information such as uh, network inventory and telemetry data to make intelligent and automated decisions on um, configuration and optimization of those sites. Uh, same is true with the with the Mac. Uh, or the edge cloud infrastructure as well, right? Uh, it definitely helps that the MEC sites, uh, to some extent, resemble, resemble a cloud data center. Um, and cloud players, we know, have you know really mastered the art of uh, rapidly uh, replicating cl- cloud regions um, using automations. Um, so service providers are going to significantly benefit from those innovations, especially given that you know we're seeing a lot of partnerships being um, announced between the CSPs and, and the cloud players. So um, again, automation is going to be um, critical here. So as you look at the various engagements with mobile network operators that you're involved in, what's that preparation process for broad operational automation at scale look like? And then you know, if you go one step beyond just the the technology that needs to be put into place, are there any kind of organizational or workforce preparations that need to be made to really kind of align the workforce with the capabilities of the network? Yeah, that's a very interesting um, question. It, it's the operator readiness, isn't it? How how ready they are to to to, to embrace all of this. Um. I'm happy to say uh, that CSPs are looking at 5G as uh, as a once in a generation opportunity uh, to to modernize their operations. Right now, that doesn't mean 
And here's the key. That doesn't mean throwing away what they already have um, and, and replacing them with this shiny new technology, right? That's a very difficult proposition to justify, especially in our industry, um, where you know billions have been spent on um, uh, you know assets uh, over the years. Um, unless you are a greenfield operator, of course, um, you know who has the luxury of deploying latest tech uh, right from the get-go. Right? So for most CSPs, it is really about how they can take advantage of what they have and evolve them in a way that doesn't risk existing operations um, while building the foundation for you know, this autonomous operations or autonomous, ne autonomous networks of the future. Right? For example, um, we are seeing that transition to cloud native software is top of the agenda for many IT leaders, um, right? So because it is backed by a strong business case. Um, as it turns out, um, the benefits are quite good for cloud native compared to monolithic applications. Um, for example, the, uh, the avoidance of cost and revenue loss during um, unplanned and planned outages, right? Um, customers also receive, um, you know, latest features and capabilities more frequently, you know, than, um, you know, uh, six or 12 month cycles as it was before. So they're able to uh, sort of innovate much faster and bring new capabilities and new services to market based on those new um, you know, platform features that are delivered. Now, this brings me um, to the next part of your question, right? It's about organization change and upskilling, right? Um, we are increasingly seeing that CSPs uh, want to become uh, you know, technology and platform companies. Um, you know, okay, some, you know, some of this news is, is public, right? So operators have actually gone out and publicly said that this is what they want to do. Um, and also there is another trend around uh, separation, right? So the, the netco servco discussion where they want to separate out the infrastructure business from the, from the services uh, business. Um, now, transforming the network into, uh, into a platform, um, you know, in the case of, you know, CSPs that have said that, yeah, they want to become platform companies. And if you look at, if you sort of double click on that, um, transforming the network into a platform really allows them to abstract and manage complexity, right? So as I was noting earlier um, at the top, you know, about network and service complexity, um, platform, um, uh, 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 you know, evolution to a network platform allows them to abstract and manage complexity. And again, as I said, automation becomes table stakes to make platform strategy a success, right? Uh, and we've known many platform companies and we've seen many case studies, uh, many of which is, uh, are in public domain uh, and they talk about automation being very critical to, to keep their platforms up and running, um, to, to, um, uh, to, to also do lights out operations and things like that. Um, controlling OPEX, again, some of the points I made earlier, Anyway, this ambition to transform themselves into a technology and platform company um, required them to significantly upskill their workforce and, and even hire top talent, right? Um, cloud and DevOps 
combined with networking skills are going to be uh, in, in really hot demand. <laughs> Add to that uh, data science and AI, right? So these are some of the skills that we're already seeing um, uh, that operators are hiring, um, but then it, it creates another challenge because we then go head to head with um, you know top technology companies that are also looking for similar skills. So so that's another you know um, discussion <laughs> uh, and challenge that that operators will have to overcome. There are other uh, changes that will be required as well. Uh, so as you rightly noted, um, you know it's not just about the skills as well. It's about the um, it's about the the change in uh, mindset as well. When you look at lines of businesses, uh, especially when we think about five G sort of enabling enterprises to to digitally transform, um, you're suddenly um, faced with the situation where service providers now have to think like enterprises, right? So in addition to creating the foundational technology capabilities, uh, you know, with the automated operations platform and so on, and, and you know, upskilling your existing workforce, um, CSPs will need people who can speak the language of the enterprises and the industries um, to succeed in the 5G era, right? Um, so to make 5G for enterprises a success, now be it network slicing-based services, or increasingly we're seeing private networks um, being um, another area of uh, excitement and opportunity, or vertical industry solutions, they all need a focused effort from CSPs, uh, especially when it comes to the lines of businesses that, that are going to actually sell these uh, solutions to enterprises and industries. Yeah, it really is an interesting sort of transitory time in terms of the technology and the organization and all of it in pursuit of moving from selling connectivity as a commodity to selling a business outcome that has been designed for a very specific business problem. And I think you've given us a really good overview of what's happening around operator readiness and uh, operationalizing 5G. So I guess the obvious question here is kind of maybe you can take us through specifically what Oracle is doing for its customers to help get them to where they'd like to be in terms of their their network and their service capabilities. Right. Um, so let me start by saying that um, at Oracle, we believe that we are best placed to partner with our CSPs to um, help them evolve to a to an automated operations platform, right? And, and as I've said repeatedly, it's going to be critical for 5G success. Um, CSPs have, you know, built up many operations technologies over the years, uh, which are, by the way, doing perfectly, doing a perfectly good job at keeping the lights on for existing networks and services. Um, but they have limitations. As I was saying, the networks are different. The services are going to be different from, from you know, uh, compared to P5G. Um, so, so they have limitations when it comes to supporting 5G um, as these, you know, existing tools provide a, a sort of a siloed operational view, uh, leading to you know heavily manual processes in operations. You know, be it at the domain level orchestration platforms or you know sprawling assurance tools estate to monitor you know multiple network domains or even services, um, uh, right? Or, or or a whole raft of 
inventory management systems that have been you know, deployed uh, to keep the systems of record of the services, right? So we, we fully appreciate that you know, these systems are, are doing a perfectly good job, but, but at the same time are, are not entirely fit for purpose for 5G, right? So our unique proposition is that um, CSPs can use uh, our technology uh, to sort of unify and automate uh, across the existing assets, right? So for example, um, our multi-domain service orchestration platform um, provides uh, a unified orchestration approach, an end-to-end -end unified orchestration approach to, um, you know, intent-based automation of um, ordering, provisioning, and, and configuring cross-domain services, uh, services that span RAN, WAN, and core, for example. We can integrate into um, any of those, you know, multiple domain-level orchestrators, which are uh, likely already have been deployed by our customers. Um, you know, when they sort of evolved or, or migrated to SDN and network cloud technologies. So, so those technologies probably already exist in CSP uh, environment. So that's from an orchestration perspective, right? So when, when combined with our, so, so when the, that orchestration solution, when combined with our, you know, unified inventory and assurance solutions, you know, the, the second and third legs of the stool, if you like, um, customers can start to fully automate the service lifecycle uh, using closed-loop control. So assurance in combination uh, with inventory and topology provides the real-time view of the emerging network issues, uh, which can then trigger policy-based actions onto orchestration uh, platform to take corrective action. Right? So, you know, <laughs> That, that's really how you know you would expect a closed loop control system to work. But a word of caution, but there are many interim steps CSPs must take to, to achieve this you know, end state, right? For example, um, real-time real accurate inventory is going to be critical to, to make this happen, right? So as an example, in the case of a large uh, Asian tier one operator um, with one of the biggest networks in the world, we are helping them discover and centralize all their network assets into our unified inventory platform. Now, in another case, um, we helped a large tier one European operator to launch 5G to the consumer market with our intent-driven service orchestration solution, you know, uh, capable of processing 1.2, you know, uh, to 2.5 million orders per day. Uh, so we're talking about massive scale uh, solution here. In another case, um, we are helping a large tier one CSP to assure virtual networks and services on their SDN-based network. And in fact, even integrating with their orchestrator of choice to deliver closed loop operations, right? And, and that is the beauty of, your, of our solution as well. Um, our unified operation solution is, um, is, is, uh, is an open APIs and standards-based uh, platform, which is modular and cloud-native as well. So it can easily integrate into third-party applications and systems, um, systems of CSP's choice. Um, so CSPs can either deploy a solution either in a best-of-suite 
mode or a best of breed mode. The choice is totally uh, CSPs, right? And add to that, um, I'd like to say, uh, as I've been saying, you know, automation um, is critical, but then also being able to automate your operations at cloud scale is another cr critical enabler. Um, cloud scale is another key attribute to our solution. And as I said, backed by our in-house um, cloud expertise. So maybe we could circle back to our, our core premise here and uh, discuss how as operators work towards this, this autonomous end state that's marked by dynamic delivery of, of new services for customers and businesses, you know, what kind of factors would suggest to you that, that what they are doing is indeed starting to change the world? What do we look for as we try to answer that question? Right. Um, so from a 5G uh, perspective, um, specifically uh, 5G for enterprises perspective, um, I would look for signs that um, 5G is able to significantly change the, the economics of, of enterprises, be it in the form of, uh, you know, automated uh, wireless, you know, wire-free factories that use uh, 5G um, for operations internally, or even automated ports um, uh, that, that use 5G as well. Or on the other hand, uh, I would look for signs where 5G is changing lives of people in the most uh, hostile environments, for example, um, you know, delivering safe uh, mining operations. You know, those would be real change, right? So you're changing the economics of companies and, and, and changing lives and, and making it more safer for them. From a consumer perspective, um, it would be around... Um, you know, delivering new high bandwidth, low latency experiences, such as um, AR, VR enabled gaming. Um, that would be sort of cool in the world that we are moving to, right? So metaverse and things like that. You know, obviously, it's uh, <laughs> we're in the early days, but, but hey, um, you know, does, does 5G have a role in it? Yeah, probably it does. Neil, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me and share your perspective with our audience. Tell us about the work Oracle's doing with its CSP customers and uh, answer the question, will 5G change the world? Will 5G change the world is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kane. Thanks for listening.